Friday the 13th, it's supposed to be bad luck, I guess, for people if you're superstitious. Some people, I was born on Friday the 13th, by the way. And the day I was born, my dad was laid off from the mill from like six months. And occasionally he'll bring that up. Yeah, remember when you were I was born when you were born, I was laid off from the mill, et cetera, et cetera. You're listening to the Alex B podcast. Thanks for hopping aboard, downloading, and I was gonna wait to record, obviously, until Friday the thirteenth, in case some like really crazy story came out, I would be able to include it in a podcast. Now, obviously, everybody heard about Lisa Marie Presley yesterday passing pretty sad stuff and all of a sudden everybody on the internet becomes a fucking elvis expert everybody becomes an addiction expert blah 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 blah. you know and the only thing i could say is that i did see the video uh from graceland where she was there for the king's birthday and then uh at the golden globes and she didn't look healthy now i'm not the one that says oh she looked high she looked this she just didn't look healthy so may she rest in peace and uh i guess robbie knievel died evil son right and jeff beck so they always say the thing comes in three but then there was also if you're my age, you would know who Adam Rich is. He played Nicholas on Eight is Enough way back in the day, like in the 70s. He died uh, of an apparent drug overdose. So that's enough depressing news for the Alex B podcast. I got a lot of stuff on Cruise the News. We're going to talk about crazy cops, just all kinds of stuff, right? So hold tight. Let's go. All right. You know what I do? I do my news cruise. This is a follow-up to a story I read a while back. And I don't know if you guys may or not remember this. There was a woman who contracted a sexually transmitted disease in the car of a man she was banging. He obviously had Geico insurance. So she said it's the insurance company's fault. They should pay because here's how this broke down. Okay. She, the woman was identified as MO, but she wants $5 million in a lawsuit, but the bitch won't tell anybody who she is. Anyway, her and this dude were banging, they were having sex in the man's car, she contracted the HPV virus, and the man did not tell her that he had the disease, and she said, wait a minute, that's Geico's fault. I don't know how. I don't know how. But in February of 2021, she notified Geico and said that she planned to seek a $1 million insurance settlement against the man. She argued that the man's auto insurance provided coverage for her injuries and losses. I don't fucking know. I don't know if you could do that. I don't think that's you could do that. Anyway, the insurance company refused the settlement, saying the woman's claim did not occur because of normal use of the vehicle. Yeah, I don't think it covers, you know, fucking in a car. An arbitrator eventually determined she should be awarded $5 million for damages and injuries. Uh, Geico sought to intervene the case, but was denied by an appeals court. $5 million? It's not like she got knocked up. I can see she got knocked up. Okay, child support. I get maybe some of that. Oh, wow. Five million. So anyway, now it's gone to a higher court. And now so far, Geico's off the hook because uh, she's from Missouri, Jefferson City, by the way. Uh, The Missouri Supreme Court on Tuesday ruled unanimously to overturn a lower court's ruling that favored paying the woman. Instead, the state Supreme Court judges said Maryland based Geico should have had a chance to weigh in sooner and sent the case back to the lower court for uh, further debate or consideration. Five million dollars. For catching an STD in a fucking car? I don't know. I don't even. I don't know what those kind of things are worth, what the payoffs are worth. But then again, it's our legal system, and anything can happen. So I'll stay tuned and keep an eye on the story. How about we pick on the region for a little bit? I've been doing like a lot of St. Louis news and a lot of national news, but you know the region. It's a whole different breed up there, Northwest Indiana. You know what I'm talking about? Laporte County, Lake County. 
You know what I'm talking about. If you're from the region, you already know of what I speak. This is an interesting story just because I like the adjectives that Fox 59 decided to choose to um, describe the story and what happened. But I'm going to say in my words, if I was a newscaster and can get away with my potty mouth on television, I'll read it as it's really what it really means, and then you can figure out the rest. A former Indiana councilman accused of illegally entering home and performing sex act in a homeowner's bedroom. All right, you already see where this is going, right? All right, so just... Just follow along. Follow the bouncing ball. A former councilman and coroner of Laporte County is under arrest once again for entering a home without permission. Only this time he's accused of, quote, performing a sexual act in the homeowner's bedroom. So obviously he was whacking off. You know, what else could he be doing, right? I mean, because there was nobody else in the house. John Sullivan, age 62, of Wanata, was arrested on Wednesday and faces charges of residential entry, a level six felony, and a malicious mischief a Class B misdemeanor. He is a longtime firefighter, was charged in 2018 for illegally entering a woman's residence while he was still a councilman on the Laporte County Council. So he pled guilty to those charges back in the day, and he stepped down from, you know, he stepped down from his, you know, done. So anyway, uh, according to Laporte County Sheriff's Department, just recently, Deputies were dispatched to a rural residence in Noble Township at approximately 11.30 a.m. this past Wednesday in reference to a burglary in process. Uh, Police said the homeowner observed Sullivan on home surveillance entering the home and going into the bedroom. Police said Sullivan is then accused of, quote, performing a sexual act within the bedroom, which was reportedly observed on the surveillance footage. So the homeowner was watching this guy beaten off until the cop showed up. Obviously, that's what that that's what that boils down to. Officers for the Kingsford Heights Police Department were the first to arrive at the residence and noticed a gray Honda passenger vehicle traveling in reverse in the driveway. Police stopped the vehicle and Sullivan was identified as the driver. Police then took Sullivan into custody where he was transported to the Lake County Jail, Laporte County Jail, take that back, and he's hold, uh, being held on a $755 cash-only bond. <laughs> What's in your mindset to walk into somebody's house, total stranger, and just start boxing the clown, I don't know. But there you have it. In other region news, Porter County woman charged with fraud in an online sales says she's an honest seller. And I looked at her mugshot, and she's looks like she's been crying. She looks like she's high as fuck, or she's just upset that she finally got busted. But some of the stuff is interesting. This comes out of Valpo. Uh, it was reported today. A 31-year-old Burns Harbor woman faces several criminal counts of fraud in the wake of accusations from across the region and other states that she cheated people through online purchase of collector Pokemon cards, jewelry, clothing, and other items, according to a newly filed charging document. Burns Harbor Police said when they confronted Ashley Bissonette, Bissonette, I don't know how to fuck her pronounce her last name, I went to Gary Schools, about the allegation, she became very defensive, saying she has proof that she is an honest seller. Okay. Sure. Sure. Anyway, the uh, cases. Uh, which were investigated during November and December, according to the 24 pages of charging details, include a Montana man who told police the Pokemon cards advertised in by this lady were not the ones sent in his purchase. The transaction alone amounted to $1,300. Now, this is kind of comical because I don't know why the fuck you think you should buy diamond earrings off Facebook Marketplace or whatever. That's dumb as fuck. A woman told police she purchased through Facebook Marketplace what she thought were diamond earrings as a graduation gift for her granddaughter. But following the $125 transaction, well, 
What kind of diamond would it be for 125 bucks? Anyway, in May, she learned from a jeweler in Georgia that um, they were fake, that the earrings were not diamonds. Other transactions uh, include fraudulent purchases of uh, Pokemon cards, Halloween decorations, hunting pants, and all kinds of shit. And then police uh, say when people are asking for refunds, she started blocking their contact and messages and, and all this other stuff. So one buyer told police when he confronted her after paying $350, what he turned out to be a replica Pokemon card valued at only $8, she claimed that was not the card she sent him, according to the charging document. This broad's crazy she blamed it on a buyer saying the buyers were just sore so you just and i know people sell stuff some of the stuff i see on facebook marketplace blows me away and you know now they have like centralized meeting places definitely do that don't sit there and get something shipped to you and then expect it to like to be right because back in the day you know you could do that you could say hey man i got this for sale send me some money etc cetera, etc cetera. that shit does work and this is this is 2023 man people are just fucking shady as fuck but anyway the, the moral of the story, outside of anything else, if it was me, just don't buy fucking diamond earrings off Facebook Marketplace. Got some more Indiana news. This time we're going up to Madison, Indiana. A man was arrested in Madison, Indiana after police said he left meth at a business and then came back to ask if anyone had found it. <laughs> dude by the name of Christian Horton. I saw his booking photo, man. This dude, yeah. Madison uh, Police Department said it responded to the unnamed business. See, I don't, why would they say an unnamed business? Like, how, who paid to not get that included in the news? Uh, anyway, Madison Police Department said it responded to the unnamed business on January 7th after an employee reported finding a bag of meth in the bathroom. And then, uh, let's see. Police said the suspect, Christian Horton, age 27, of Madison, later returned to the business. And literally, I kid you not was seen on surveillance footage asking if anyone had found his meth. Horton was arrested the next day during a traffic stop, during which police said they located more meth while searching Horton himself. He was arrested and preliminary charged with possession of methamphetamine. Why would you go back and say, hey, man, I... Because <laughs> I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. La, da, 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 da. That classic Afro-man song, Because I got high. Years ago, this is a World Mardi Gras story real quick before I get in this next story. We had Afro Man at uh, World Mardi Gras Music Hall way back in the day, uh, you know, up there at 4-4 Circle Center Mall. And I kid you not, this dude, and I have witnessed, I have receipts. Uh, what are the people saying now? What's the cool thing to say? I have receipts. This dude had so much fucking blow on his face when he got on stage. <laughs> Jesus. And actually, he had like a band with him. So he had like a pretty cool like rock band with him, but he was fucked up. But great guy. Super, super nice guy. Of course, you know, the Coke might have something to do with it. But, uh, yeah, we had him at World Mardi Gras way back in the day when that single was a big record. Anyway, besides that, let's shift to Boston, shall we? Airport officials this week in Boston said a passenger tried bringing marijuana disguised in a candle through security. That's pretty fucking slick, isn't it? Uh, when When he was asked about it, again, another slick reply. He claimed it was a secret Santa gift from his coworker. There you go. Blame it on that motherfucking coworker, dude. I don't blame him. The Transportation Security Administration shared images on Twitter of the candle taken Wednesday night at the Boston Logan International Airport. It said TSA officers noticed something a bit strange about it. So they opted to call in the Massachusetts State Police for further inspection. So um, they looked at it and said, oh, yeah, he had some uh, weed hiding in this candle. So, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But he said it was given from it was uh, it was from a coworker. 
So I don't think he got locked up or anything. I don't see anything about it or whatever because I guess it was a low amount. But people, when are you going to start learning? You can't sit there and just smuggle shit into airports like that and think you're going to get away with it or because you're always going to get caught while we're on the subject of traveling and uh, trying to travel through airports with shit you shouldn't be doing. The TSA puts out a report like every year of some of the strangest things they have found and seized uh, at checkpoints. So I'm going to read off some of the things that have been reported and the airports of where they were reported. Pretty interesting. All right. Uh, soiled money inside crutches. And when I when they say soiled, I'm guessing they're meaning like it had shit all over it, not like potting soil. Uh, that was reported out at El Paso International Airport. An inner grenade at the Milwaukee Mitchell International Airport. Electric cattle prods inside a guitar case at the Washington Dulles International Airport. A gun inside a PlayStation. Pretty crafty. Hartsfield-Jackson, Atlanta International Airport. Drug hidden in hair scrunchies? Hmm, that's interesting. Boise Airport. A knife hidden in a laptop? That's clever, I guess. Richmond International Airport. A gun and an arm sling. A gun hidden inside jars of peanut butter. I just reported that out of uh, John F. Kennedy Airport. That's pretty crafty. A gun inside a raw chicken at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. And then fentanyl inside candy wrappers at the Los Angeles International Airport. So they've been doing this list of, you know, crazy shit that they find. Most unique things, I guess. But here's what's really scary. Outside of all that. All right. Um. This is really, 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 really bizarre. Not really bizarre, but it's kind of scary when you think about it. Uh, This year, the TSA also reported seizing a record number of firearms at security checkpoints, surpassing 6,000 in a year for the first time. And then listen to this. Okay, so 6,000 guns were caught at the the, the air. You know you're not supposed to travel with a gun. Okay? You just know that. You're not supposed to, unless you plan on doing something like bad, which you shouldn't be doing that either. But anyway, 6,000 guns were seized, and 88% of those guns were loaded, including, according to a news release from the TSA issued on December 16th. 6,000 guns trying to get smuggled on to airplanes through baggages or whatever, and 88% of those guns were loaded. That's, that's scary, kids. You're listening to the Alex B. Podcast. I'll be right back. I've been looking for 
Man, that was a classic back in the day, Prince. I haven't played a Prince song on a podcast in quite a while. But anybody knows anything about it. Erotic City was actually the B-side to Let's Go Crazy. Let's Go Crazy came out on a 12-inch single. Erotic City was on the flip side. And that song was like big, big dance club record back in the day. If you're my age, if you're old. And I figured since I was going to start this next story, I figured, you know, I should play Prince to kind of like lead into it. Louisiana is saying that porn is a public health crisis in Louisiana? I don't know. Maybe you've seen this. Maybe you have not. But uh, Louisiana is going to start requiring ID for adult sites calling porn a public health crisis. In an effort to protect minors from accessing online pornography, Louisiana lawmakers have enacted a new law requiring age verification on adult websites. Because, you know, a lot of times it'll say, you know, uh, put in your birthday, click here if you're over 18, and you get you you know, you know get on them, right? They're making it a little bit more different. And this is where I think it's going to be fucked up because a lot of people are not going to want Uncle Sam knowing what the fuck they're looking at online. And that's more Big Brother shit. But anyway, Act Number 440, which went into effect on January 1st, will now require residents of the Bayou State to provide proof of their age with a government-issued ID or digital ID card before accessing online, online pornography yeah, pornography websites. I'm just curious on how viewership's going to be going down for, for uh, you know stuff like OnlyFans and Pornhub and whatnot. I don't think anybody's going to be coughing up their driver's license, their state-issued document, so they can look at fucking porn. I just, I could be wrong on that. But, and I understand, you definitely want to protect minors from that. You don't want kids looking at shit or whatever. But on the same token, let's say you're, you know, you're a single individual. Let's say you don't have kids, whatever. Man, you don't want big, you don't want Uncle Sam looking. If you're looking at go porn or something really fucked up, you don't want fucking, you don't want Uncle Sam knowing, right? But in Louisiana, that's the deal. I don't know how that works. I mean, do you have to like, do you have to hold your picture up? Like, you know, hold your driver's license up and take it like a mugshot. I don't know how that works, but that's what they're saying. A government-issued ID or digital ID before you can get to online pornographic websites. The act states that pornography is a public health crisis for younger viewers, citing that it, quote, contributes to the hypersexualization of teens and precipice. I can't even pronounce that right. <laughs> it's this. It may lead to so, low self-esteem, body image disorders, and increase in problematic sexual activity at younger ages, and increased desire among adolescents to engage in risky sexual behavior. And again, I'm all about it. I definitely think if, if it's a if it's a crisis, you definitely want to find a way to curb it. Definitely want to keep the kids off of it. But on the flip side of that, if you're a responsible adult, say you don't have any kids, or let's say you know you you run a tight household or whatever, I don't know if people are going to be coughing up their actual state, their government issued ID. So Uncle Sam can know what they're looking at online. I could be wrong. Uh, I'll keep you guys posted on that uh, on that story if it changes or adds on. Pornographic sites will have to determine whether a viewer is 18 or over or be at risk of possible lawsuits by the state. Uh, websites, websites with content containing at least 33% of pornographic material must now implement age verification. The law does not mention how that percentage is calculated. How did they, how did they do that? Content such as, quote, pubic hair, anus, vulva, genitals, or nipple of the female breast are just some of the basic materials that are considered harmful to minors, the act states. Pornhub, one of the Internet's largest online pornography sites, has already enacted an identity, ver- an identity verification page before entering its site in Louisiana. Louisiana law now requires us to put a place and process for verifying age of users who connect to our website from Louisiana. And apparently so far, Pornhub is, is complying with that. And uh, their verification page requires users to verify their age via an app containing a digital copy of their driver's license. 
But then you're like, aren't, wouldn't you be worried about that somebody's going to be like running your ship for warrants or having your... See, I don't know. I just think, I don't know how tight of a process that could possibly be. Especially if your, li- if your driver's license got your social security number and shit on it. Um, again, uh, the bill is about protecting children, not limiting adults, which again, I'm all for. You definitely don't want kids looking at that shit, period. The law had bipartisan support and passed almost unanimously in both the House and Senate with a close 50 co-authors, including Democrats and Republicans. It was not a Republican win, but a win for children in Louisiana. Not everyone is a fan of the new act requiring users to provide personal information to access online pornography. And again, I can't I can't say that I blame them because you don't, you know, again, it's another way of Big Brother creeping up on you. And again, you don't want somebody checking to see if you got warrants or something else but then again if you if it's if it means it's going to keep kids safe that's the most important thing and maybe there might be some creepers out there that are afraid they're going to get caught so again i'm in favor of it as far as that side of it goes but then the whole privacy thing kind of comes into play and then who knows what's going to happen but i'll keep i'll keep you posted you know how i roll now recently on the podcast i have been uh, reading these stories off of uh women police officers and correctional officers that have been going kind of batshit crazy and I think it's kind of a break uh, from, you know, the other bad cop stories that are going on, because sometimes there's a little bit of comedy involved. And this one is really bizarre because it involves a kooky female police officer. And listen to this. This story is bizarre via the Daily A police officer running to be Houston's next mayor is facing criminal charges after allegedly using her department issued baton and taser to attack her boyfriend. <laughs> wow. Missouri City Police uh, Officer Robin Williams, no relation to the deceased comic, Robin Williams, age 32, was arrested on Tuesday. She's going to try to be a mayor at 32? All right, anyway. She was arrested last Tuesday for assault, assault, continuous family violence in connection with two incidents involving her boyfriend, Jermaine Taylor. First of all, she beat your ass with a baton. It's time to fucking go. Unless she's your sugar mama, man, fuck that. Bye. Anyway, over the last six months, according to Harris County Criminal Complaint, uh, the Missouri City Police Department said in a statement that Williams, who is now on paid administrative leave, was taken into custody at the police department. Could you imagine being on the job? You're a cop. You're a police officer, and they're coming to arrest your ass. Oof. And they're going to lock you up with people that you might have locked up or did something. Ooh, mm -mm. Anyway, so they showed up, and they locked her up. So this is this is this story gets even weirder. Uh, Williams, who launched her long shot bid for mayor last year under the slogan back to blue, but not the bullies in blue. Now, how ironic is that to have a statement back to blue, but not the bullies in blue. And you're beating your boyfriend's ass. She posted a fifteen thousand dollar bond, and I hope to fucking God he didn't pay it. After being held at the Harris County Detention Center, it was unclear if she had been released around midday Wednesday. Neither. She nor her campaign immediately responded to requests for comment, and it was unclear if she had an attorney. So listen to this, man. I don't know why you would stay with, with somebody like this, whether you're male, female, whatever. But authorities say Williams assaulted Taylor using her police baton in August. And again, four months later, she's beating your ass with a baton, bro. It's time to bounce. Fuck that. Uh-uh. Nope. The complaint also said that Taylor took a video of the August 4th incident where Williams could be seen in her Missouri City Police Department t-shirt. There you go. Why not dress the part? Why not, right? 
Uh, anyway, she was seen in her Missouri City Police Department T-shirt yelling and hit, hitting him multiple times with a baton. Listen to this. This is where you definitely, okay? Uh, violence no matter what. Male, female, you just shouldn't in, in, engage in that kind of stuff. But Taylor also said uh, he told police that sometime in August, she also shot him with her taser. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny, but it is funny because it's funny because you're sitting there. Could you imagine that, man? Like you're the one that complained. Like, could, could you imagine any any girl that guy goes to date afterwards? Oh, man, you're the you're the one that lets your woman beat your ass with a baton and tase you. I don't know how that's going to go for his social life. Or he might get some sympathy fucks out of that. I don't know. But this is what she said. This is a quote. This is in the video. I kid you not. This is in a video. I, I, I hope I can find it. I hope somehow because of the public you know, records act, it shows up. She says, quote, bitch, you broke my phone and you know that I'm a police officer. She said in the August 4th video, according to the complaint, she also said, quote, bitch, I'll kill you, ho, end quote. So she said this to her man. She called her man a bitch twice and called him a hoe. Beat his ass with a baton twice and tased him. Nah, nope. All right, I got one more story before we get out of here for the Friday the 13th edition of the Alex B. Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Much, much appreciated uh, if you're listening. And if you saw one of the uh, pieces I put out, um, just so you know, if you want to find the podcast, if you're listening to this and you want to try to tell your friends, uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Backtracks.fm, ListenNotes.com, Himalaya.com, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Stitcher, Podbean, and CastBox. So you get kind of get the idea. It's kind of everywhere. Or uh, go to Google and type in the AlexBPodcast.com. That's how you can find it uh, if you're looking for it. Or obviously you already know it because you're listening to it. But in case you want to tell your friends, Hey, man, you got to check this guy out, man. He's kind of an ass, but he's kind of sometimes funny. So you might want to listen to him. And uh, or maybe I used to work with you and you're trying to find a secret way to tell people to tune in. There you go. All right. The final story. Now, this is bizarre. And I've always said this and thought this, that I just don't think you fuck around when when it comes to like Egypt and all those like ancient stuff. You don't go breaking in and stealing shit, tomb robbing, because I just think there's like curses and stuff involved or whatever. You just don't do that stuff. And every time I think about stuff like that, I think about the episode of the Brady Bunch when they're in Hawaii and, and Greg took that like tiki doll thing and all that bad luck and shit was happening and they took it back to Vincent Price in the cave. Anyway, this is in Egypt. This is funny as fuck because how did you, how did they think they were going to get away with it? Now, obviously the pyramids are one of the seventh wonders of the world because how do they build these big ass fucking pyramids with no machine, you know, modern day machinery or whatever. It's still Nobody knows how that's still like a mystery, but this one's not a mystery, but I don't know how they thought they're going to get away with it, but a group was busted trying to steal a 22,000 pound Pharaoh statue in Egypt. Did y'all think you were going to get away with that? Come on, man. No, no way. Egyptian authorities have arrested three people who they allegedly caught trying to steal a historic statue of Pharaoh Ramses II. Now, how, do they, how are they going to do this, you think? Do they bring, like, you know, a million motherfuckers with them? You know, and a bunch of logs are going to roll this thing out? No, listen to this. This statue is 10 tons, okay, which is 22,000 pounds. Now, I didn't know that off the top of my head. I read that. So just, I'm not that fucking smart. So they plan to lift this thing out of the ground along with other ancient antiques. Egypt's public prosecution announced on Facebook on Tuesday, adding that the group was busted in a quarry with a crane and other digging equipment. Did you think you were just going to roll up to a fucking pyramid 
with a big ass crane and digging equipment think you were just going to like and nobody was going to notice you? <laughs> Come on now. It's not like they were, you know, <laughs> did you really think you were going to you were going to lift a 10 ton statue and nobody would notice that you're in there with a big fucking crane trying to steal one of the most iconic statues of in Egypt? A Pharaoh Ramses II. Because let's say they would have got away with it, man. That motherfucker probably got a family that'll throw a curse on you and bad shit'll happen the rest of your life. But anyway, they also texted each other pictures of antiques and videos of digging leading up to the crime. According to investigators, uh, antique theft has been an ongoing issue for Egypt with the country recovering almost 30,000 stolen items in the last decade. Now I'm telling you, you break into these tombs and stuff like that, I'm telling you, there's curse. I just think it's bad, bad luck. I think there's certain things that we should be left alone, like, you know, Indian burial. You know, how many times you've watched like ghost hunters and shit where they build houses and stuff on Indian burial grounds and ancient shit and just bad shit happens? You don't fuck with them pyramids, man. Leave them alone. You don't know what kind of descendants are there or what kind of curses. Now, mm-mm. just stop it. You have been listening to the Alex B. Podcast, the Friday the 13th edition. No bad luck here. Just some half-assed funny stories. And uh, hopefully your Friday the 13th was good. And... I'm going to play a track when I get out of here, only because I'm reading a story about Egypt. Now, this is going back to, just so you guys know, I never tried to breakdance back in the 80s. I was always like the DJ for like the breakdancing people, because I did not have coordination. I have, I have white guy coordination like a motherfucker. But this track I'm about to play was huge. It was a huge breakdance record for all the B-boys or whatever we called ourselves back then. So I'm going to end with that. Have a great Friday the 13th. You have been listening to Alex B. Podcast. Uh, go ahead and bust a move, man. I won't tell nobody. I'm out.
Here are also cute. Egypt. 